Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 64. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Jeff Fortenbacher, commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Jeff Fortenbacher with Access Health. I'm here with Jeff Fortenbacher with Access Health. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Well, and thank you for having me here. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Actually, very unique in one sense. Uh, raised in a manufacturing environment uh, and uh, family business, uh, then was trained in, in healthcare and, and actually as a psychologist, uh, but always did administration, um, and then uh, actually fell on kind of in the, in the doorway of Access Health of uh, trying to do something different with a uh, an insurance product in a sense that tries to get health coverage to working uninsured people. Yeah, what is Access Health? You have a very unique product and company there, and share with our listeners uh, what exactly Access Health is. It's actually it's it's a community based program that was developed by many members within this community coming together and identifying that there is a need for individuals to have access to healthcare services um, that typically were falling through the cracks. Individuals who are doing, in a sense, what society has kind of said to do or had, you know, want them to do, meaning they're working, they're, they're paying taxes, they're doing things, but because of where they've chosen to work or are working, they've never been afforded the opportunity to have access to um, any type of formal type of health care coverage. And so Access Health is working with small businesses um, and actually not-for-profits a lot within the service sector to try to get health coverage to those individuals for a very affordable price. And what makes Access Health unique? It's not insurance, and I, th- I think that's probably when we, we talk to individuals. It's a community health coverage. It's both hospital systems within Muskegon County coming together, um, trying to, again, meet that need for um, access to health care services that would otherwise not, not be able to be afforded. Or if they did go, it would be on an emergent to the ER and then admitted to the hospital type of basis. So it's trying to get, a, in a sense, a little bit ahead of that curve for individuals that they would be seen either on a slow pay, no pay system um, and trying to get them into a formal coordinated health care system. Share some of the recognition that the program has received because I think largely it's gone unknown or a little bit underappreciated in the Muskegon community. I would actually have to agree with that. I mean, I, if on a weekly basis, I'm getting calls from you know California, Washington, Colorado, Texas, Florida, North Carolina. I mean, all these other programs, I mean, other places with, throughout the U.S. that have you know actually a fairly decent knowledge when they're calling me about it because they ask very kind of more um, detail oriented type of questions. I mean, they actually have shown an ability to have an understanding of the program. So, but I mean, we've started out, uh, we've been in the Wall Street Journal, um, New York Times have, has written um, a articles about us. Um, I think the most um, uh, 
influential or the one that that really kind of jumps out at me is um, EBRI, which is a it's an employee benefits research institute out of uh, Washington. Actually, did a year long study on Access Health here, and it's they are a think tank in a sense to present to uh, legislative people um, out in Washington uh, on in a sense, a nonpartisan way about different programs and things that are happening within employers and, and that, that realm, the working environment. And they actually did a year-long study on us and wrote a, a pretty decent, in-depth uh, program uh, or article on us. And uh, like I said, I mean, they, they actually came out very positive. The only one of the probably the drawbacks, if they had a th- drawback about our program, is that it was still depended a little bit on government funding. I mean, it wasn't 100% dependent on it, but they didn't like that aspect because they know that that can change <laughs> overnight if, you know, certain things happen. So, What were some of the other results of that study? Uh, that it, you know, it, it, it did meet a, a kind of a niche need within a community um, that uh, the program um, was – Again, and more from the economic development point of view, I mean, it's there to help small businesses and the, the how fragile, in a sense, small businesses are. And that we're actually, as a as a nation, are moving from the large corporations down to more people doing small businesses. And that it was a much needed support for those individuals and people to have access to any type of healthcare coverage. That again, the traditional market has not been able to address this. Um, and nor do they want to at, at times because it's so much easier administratively if you're going out to a company that has 25, 30, 40 people in it um, and to write the policies and things that you need to do. It takes almost just as much effort to go out, in a sense, to sign one or two people up under the businesses that we're doing. So, it's again, it's it was almost that the, the – um, the market didn't want it. The insurance market didn't want it, but that we were really filling a need within that that continuum of being able to provide access for these individuals. Health challenges you see facing the Muskegon community? It's the nation, too. I mean, one thing that we have, actually, is that we have the first um, health and wellness initiative for small businesses in the U.S., and I said that last week in front of a couple of big insurers, and they, they both shook their head yes that they haven't seen it implemented on this level. We are doing, um, in a sense, a core curriculum for health and wellness, meaning that they, they need to do it uh, yearly. They need to do a health risk appraisal. Yearly they need to meet with a health coach and do a health advising session, and then they pick two other sessions throughout the year. Um, such as nutrition, you know, um, managing stress, but different type of topics that they come in um, and will participate in their health. The goal is is that we need to get individuals, and I think this is our challenge too, is we need to get individuals to pay attention to their health on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis. Um, the health only becomes a priority for an individual when they get sick, and they go, oh, my God, I got to do this, this, and this. Well, we know enough from research and from just working with health and health issues, um, you know, that if dad had coronary artery disease, mom had diabetes, and you as an individual are, you know, 100 and some pounds overweight, you're inactive and that, that it's just a matter of time before those things catch up with you. And I think that's our challenge. I mean, I think it's it's a – I equate it a lot to kind of like – Smoking. I mean, as if you look at smoking back in 1987 and, and right when it started to change, I mean, people were smoking their offices. I mean, it was just more acceptable and, and that type of stuff. And I think, you know, as people's consciousness of smoking and that choice to not smoke 
um, became more prevalent and more, um, I guess I would say almost like not socially acceptable, um, there's more of a pressure to, to be healthier in a sense or to not smoke. And I think that same direction will probably need to happen with regards to health and health care and choices and that. Well, you hit on an excellent point right there when you talked about wellness, and that's not something that we think of a lot of times in our daily lives is preventative maintenance, almost like your your, your body is a machine and you have to keep it, you know, you keep your oil changed on your car, you change it every 3,000 miles. People don't think that way about our bodies and shifting that thinking, especially in a community like Muskegon where we have the issues with obesity and also with diabetes being higher than the national rates. How do you get people to start thinking about wellness daily? Um, our wellness initiative, and this is a change because a lot of products and programs that are offered out there now under the traditional insurance products, if you want to offer as a company a health and wellness initiative, they're going to charge you an additional you know, $10, $15, $20 per member per month for the person to participate in that. We've kind of taken the opposite approach. We've taken the approach, again, from a community investment point of view, is that we actually lowered the monthly premiums slash rates that the person individual pays and the company pays if they choose to participate in the health and wellness initiative. We've also, for the, on the individual level, changed their co-payment structures and reduced it for them to participate on in the health and wellness issue. So it's an incentivized economically to do that uh, for the individual. Now some will come back and they'll say, well, you're making me do that. We're like, no, we're not. You got a choice between paying $60 a month or 46 But that's not a choice. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of that part of educating them. And then every opportunity, again, a philosophy from Access Health is anytime that we have an opportunity for a member to walk through our front door, we do it. And whether that's a phone call or whatever, you know, a contact with them because I think and we believe that every time that we have an interaction with them that we have a cho- you know, a chance for what I call a therapeutic intervention or a, a, a chance to, in a sense, start to get them to think about their health and think about it a little bit differently. Well, the high cost of health care is something that's on everyone's mind and, you know, perhaps it's a chicken and egg sort of thing and if people do address wellness more proactively, uh, perhaps the cost of healthcare will go down. Um, what, from your point of view, do you see the factors impacting what would generally be labeled as the high cost of healthcare? There's a lot of things that I mean that that go into that. I mean, one is is that utilization is is definitely being. Um, I mean that that's where the key is is that people are utilizing more services. Um, my opinion is one is that we've we have a, we as a community and I think many communities have looked for the hospitals and the hospital systems to lead the health and wellness initiative and I, I think that that's misplaced. Um, not that they don't need to be partners in this, but the bottom line is is that providers and the healthcare systems they do sick care and that's what they take care of. Um, and so, therefore, I think it truly is an organization like ours and a partnership with businesses and that to really step up and address that health healthcare issue. Um, the cost wise of it is you're exactly right. I mean, this the approach that we're taking is a long term approach. We need to educate members to be healthcare consumers so that they can ask, in a sense, when they go into their doctor, um, and the doctor says, "Well, you need an MRI." That they can at least say, well, can we get this done with a, you know, like maybe a flat plate X-ray versus, you know, or an X-ray versus an MRI. And the only way that you're going to do that is a a balanced, I call cost sharing with the individual. You have to have them a little bit 
engaged in looking at how they spend their dollars and that it has to impact it. Um, but it can't be cost prohibitive either so that they just don't get the procedure. The other part of it is, 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 again, is to be able to have, and again, as we empower individuals and have them become more active in their health care, um, that they can say to the doctor is, what is this MRI going to tell us that we don't already know right now, and how is it going to change our course of treatment? And if the doctor's saying, it's probably not, then why get that procedure right now? I mean, if we're going to start on anti-inflammatories and we're going to um, start with some physical therapy, then let's start there. I mean, and then an MRI and those type of things probably should only start to be approached when um, when we're thinking about surgery, when they really need to look and say, hey, we're going to go inside here and start to, to, you know, to maneuver around or to explore some things, and we really don't know exactly where it's at. And that's not the only scenario to use an MRI, but, I mean, again, it's it's just looking at teaching individuals to be a little bit more involved and understand what's going on within their health care and their treatment. Do you see programs like Access Health and what's being done here in Muskegon County being applied across the country? I presented last week, and if I thought I was going to get criticized for um, um, our program, or not even criticized, I guess critiqued, or if there was going to be skepticism around it, it would have been at this meeting that I presented at, which there was um, some people that were very high up in Blue Cross Blue Shield, and the person from Priority was there, and we had the head of the um, the Michigan Medical Society, um, the head of the Hospitals Association. A lot of these individuals were there, a lot of physicians, the, the physician for uh, medical director for Ford Motor Company, and I presented on our whole program of what we were doing. And it was just amazing the engagement that I got from them and received from them as a part of that and um, their feedback. And a couple came up after and just said, you know, it's amazing what you guys have been able to do and, you know, continue your good work. Well, that is excellent to hear. All right, let's move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a business considering using Access Health. Make your pitch to get that business to use your program. Our our program is is that individuals we are already covering all the cost of health care um you know right now within our system and what access health is trying to do is one is as an economic is give smaller businesses an edge uh employees are a very key and instrumental part of your business being successful if you constantly have turnover from your business access health has been proven to reduce that significantly um, that's your edge. I mean, if your business is gonna is gonna succeed and go forward, it's making sure that if you have good employees, that you want to be able to retain them. Um, that's what I think the the point of for for access. It gives you affordable. I mean, our rates have only increased ten percent over the last seven years. That's about two percent a year for healthcare. I mean, if you look at it over that whole year or that period of time, that is significant. The 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 typical insurance product on that same period of time has increased almost 120%. So, I mean, we've been able to manage, keep our rates low, and you get a health and wellness benefit, which also looks at reducing workman's comp, um, reducing your sick days off, and so forth for your employees and their, their spouses. So it's the total package, and it just really doesn't make sense not to do it. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. I really enjoyed it, and best of luck to Access Health. I think you're doing a great thing for the community. Thank you for having me. The mission of Access Health is to offer an integrated community-based health improvement program for those residents who would otherwise not receive services. 
Access Health is community-based, not-for-profit, and developed to provide affordable, basic health coverage. Programs are employee-sponsored and directed at moderate-income, uninsured employees in Muskegon. The program is drawing national acclaim. A report in Health Affairs stated, Access Health is viewed as a successful community-based approach for expanding health benefits in the workplace. It was a stimulus for recently proposed legislation to federally fund similar plans nationally. Additionally, organizations like the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services have recognized Access Health. Muskegon is now providing affordable health coverage to working and uninsured through their employers with an innovative cost-sharing program between employer, employee, and community. High praise indeed. To find out more about this revolutionary insurance program taking place here in Muskegon County, visit access-health.org. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Got some great comments last week on the interview with Tom and Mary Amy Sanaki with Polka Melodies. I'm going to share those in a future episode. And if you have any more comments on that podcast or any other podcast, go back to the episodes archive online and leave your feedback. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 64 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Paisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. 